Hello, drivers. Troy here with Talk CDL. If you are looking for a new trucking job, try NCI at 844-311-7076. Mid-sized carrier taking on solo and team company drivers. Fully loaded with benefits. Fully loaded T680 Kenworths. Fridge, freezer, APUs. So much to name. They'll also take on a few lease operators, and they'll also take on a few student drivers if you've graduated from a trucking school. Call NCI today at 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. Tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you. Testing. All right. Hello. You enjoy yourself a lot. Then, you know. Who am I imitating? Don't you remember? Hello. It's coming for you. Sounds like a wicked witch. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, 30 days a night. Remember that? Remember the, guy, the uh, creepy yeah, guy in the yeah, jail? Yeah. And he's there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Night. Yeah. Huh? Anyways. Oh, my gosh. The mic is through the freaking roof. Yeah, you're loud. I did not realize how loud we are. We? No, no. You. Yeah. Okay. I am fine, and you are fine, and we are here. Trucking news with Ruth Ann. What do you got today in trucking, Ruth Ann? The CFSA. CFSA? CVSA, sorry. CVSA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance. Right. has updated their out-of-service criteria for 2019. Starting Monday, April 1st, there's been changes. What's the change? Well, the first one is the language that they used for Part 1, Item 4, which is dealing with the med- medical-physical requirements. They have changed it to where it states, the language is modified to clarify that drivers who possess a valid SPAE, SPE, but are not complying with the SPE requirements should be placed on OOS. So I guess before they really kind of let it slide, if they weren't following all the rules, like if they had a valid medical card but weren't following by everything that was on it. Okay, you mean like, for example, you had to wear eyeglasses or something to that effect? I mean, it didn't really clarify that. That's what that's all it says. So... I can only assume that it was, there was little things that the DOT were like, okay, well, you know, we'll let that one slide that you weren't wearing whatever or, you know. You know, and and that's going to play into the uh, deal we have today with the drug enforcement Mm -hmm. program that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, I have a little article here I wanted to read if you don't mind. Do you mind? Go ahead. Okay. So check this out. This was on actually CDL Life. This little article, it says the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration announced that they ordered a truck driver off the road for multiple controlled substance violations. Now, here's a guy that has had multiple DOT drug screen failures Mm -hmm. or refusals, one of the two, but Mm -hmm. he's in violation. Now, people are probably going, what does that mean? You can... You, if you have two violations, you don't can't get you can't drive a truck trailer anymore. Not that's not what they're talking about here. No, he failed many. Well, he, well, but here's the reason why they're 
But th- that doesn't matter. If you comply with what you have to do, this is what happened. And you see, trucking companies that are listening right now should really hone into this pod. Because this is where I know I've met a bunch of trucking companies that will terminate a driver for failing or refusing a drug screen, but they don't offer him the SAP, the SAP program, the substance abuse, uh, substance abuse program. And so here's, here's a, it, listen to this. It says, on March 27, 2019, the FMCSA issued a federal out-of-service order to South Dakota-based truck driver Clayton Virgil Hall. The FMCSA, FMCSA alleges that Hall continued driving a truck for more than two years after he failed a random drug test and then failed, here's where, here's where the, the failure part is, failed to complete the necessary return to duty procedures. This is where a lot of the smaller trucking companies don't understand. There's a procedure. You're not even legally allowed to hire a truck driver, okay, if he has a, a failed drug screen in his past without producing the SAP paperwork or the substance abuse program. Right. Um, it says, here's, a, well, anyways, that's, it just goes into a big letter with the DOT, but you've got something that you're about to read. Go ahead. That guy that you're talking about. Yeah. He didn't do his SAP. Right. But he also was caught multiple times after that with cocaine, heroin, and Correct. amphetamines, which was his issue. He's a habitual guy. Right. But the way he got caught is because when you, when they run your check, Okay, and you don't have, they see that there's a drug screen failure in your past, and there's no, um, what do they call it, return to duty procedure taken by the driver. And believe it or not, drivers, even if a trucking company doesn't point you in the way of an actual SAP program, you are still responsible to... Well, yeah, you should know by now that that's an acquire, a requirement. I mean... Most of them don't, though, everything. I guess I just don't understand how a driver that's out there doesn't realize that there's a SAP program. No, they well, a lot of them don't. A lot of them don't. I've I've met so many drivers that as they only realize there's a SAP program after they fail the drug screen and they go to get another job. And and the and some care. Be honest with you guys. Ninety ninety five percent of trucking companies aren't even going to take you if you fail a drug screen. Once mm-hmm. you fail that drug screen, and what Ruth Ann here has to read to you guys today, it's going to get even tighter. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's about to blow the roof off the old program, the new program's even going to get more stringent. And it's they're going to, I guarantee they're going to penalize companies now at this point. But you got something to read? And, am I going to finish the CVSA one or am I going to go into that one? I didn't know you weren't finished the other one. No. I have like a whole bunch. You just kind of said, can I read it? And I said, go yeah, ahead. Just go, go ahead and read, re, go ahead and read the. Finish ar- the first one. No, no, no. Go ahead and read this article. That one. Okay. Well, yeah, we just totally made this pod look stupid. <laughs> That's because you, you wanted to make it separate and you kind of combined it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Read what, finish yours. I, I didn't realize it. My fault. I, fr- I thought you were done with that article. No. Yeah. So the, they made they, all these changes. They made one change. <laughs> What's that? So so they made one change. So the what you were talking about was the register for the drug and alcohol, alcohol clearinghouse. That's what you're speaking about. The federal CDL drug and alcohol clearinghouse, which will which will be a database 
of the truck drivers who have failed or refused drug or alcohol tests take effect in January of 2020. The drivers intending to transition to new jobs or ensure a clean record with the clearinghouse need to register as users. So it's kind of like a, a sexual predator database, but for drug and alcohol users. And honestly, when I read that, it's exactly what I thought, too. It's it? almost like a, a you're almost now going to be, if you fail a drug screen now in the trucking industry, you now are going to go into an actual database. And believe it or not, if you read on there, it actually states that all trucking companies now have to do what's called a query or a search through this drug and alcohol, what is it called, a clearinghouse? Yeah. So almost sounds like the House of Pancakes or something. No, anyways, it, it, publishers clearinghouse. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So, anyways, you the, all trucking companies are now going to be required to do a query search in this big pool now. And when you fail a drug screen, it is now mandatory that they just stick you in there, and you're automatically now going to be marked. Which you have been marked because trucking companies. Uh, had to, in the past, go ahead and do a, a reference check with your previous company, and they had to find out what you were hiding. Now, I, and I believe that they're going to start really penalizing these companies if they don't actually put that drug screen failure or refusal in there. I'll tell you something else that might actually also do, Ruthann. You know, there was, uh, there was companies also reported false failures right. that were screwing the drivers. Those companies now, if you want to make a lie up about a driver and st stick it in that clearinghouse, I believe you're going to run the risk of losing your company. So I think that'll st it'll stop companies from being. I'm not saying every company was doing. I'm just saying there was a, there was a, a, a certain amount that would would make up uh, BS about mm -hmm. the driver. I've seen it. I've 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 worked in safety when a, a trucking company sent back a. A, uh, a positive drug screen on a driver. I remember this in Alabama once. And the driver, we told the driver, we can't hire you because you have a positive drug screen. Well, that guy got on the phone. He said, I'll, I'll call, I'm going to call this company and straighten this out. Mm -hmm. He got on the phone with them and told them, hey, you guys, I don't know what you're pulling. Well, anyways, we got a call 15 minutes later, and they, they apologized. They gave us the wrong guy, mm -hmm. allegedly. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, that'll stop that. But... It, this is going to be, like you said, Ruthann, it's almost going to be like a database yeah, it's, for it's, sex offenders. But right. if, if you fail a drug screen, you're now marked. Yeah, it reminds me of like a credit check or any other, like even DAC, but strictly only dealing with this. And the companies, like you were saying, once they have to report anything, to do, anything at all for um, pre-employment, randoms, post-crash test, anything at all that, that you issued a... a drug test for any of the positives whatsoever have to be reported to this and it has to go for three years. So, um, once they, they all do that, then the companies have to do a query on this, on the, on the driver to make sure that they're not in there. Like you were saying, well, there was years ago, trucking companies were, were talking about, for example, if DAC would just have it on there, mm -hmm. Right. But for, I don't know, for what it was, HIPAA laws or all kind of BS, here's the difference where, where in, in past times, 
you had to, you had to, when you did an application on a driver, he signed a release mm-hmm. that stated you were allowed to go ahead and check my past companies, which include all random and uh, pre-employment drug screens. Okay, well, here's the difference now. Once you register, and you can have early early registration starts in October of this year. By the way, I read that. So, if, and and this is this is required. If a truck driver is going to want to stay in the trucking industry when they change jobs, they have to register with the clearinghouse. Their name has to go in there, whether they fail the drug screen or not. They're actually just registering in there. Okay. And what happens? What are you saying no for? The clearinghouse will record all drug test failures only. Okay, well, if you read it, it, I thought it said that that everybody is now going to be in there, and what it's doing is it's getting it's now giving everybody permission. Why would there be an early registration? Do you think the drug addicts are going to early register? <laughs> it kidding. says only positive tests will be filed with the clearinghouse, but no further information will be available about negative tests. Correct. That's correct. That's what I'm saying. I, I believe that all truck drivers have to register. In the clearinghouse, read it. I'm telling you, what the way I, the way I, what I got out of that, it looked like all everybody has to be registered as a user in there, okay. And then what happens is, what you just now did was you just now authorized everybody when when a trucking company goes to uh, hire you, they don't have to now they in three years I think they said you won't have to get the. Uh, uh, what's it called? A permission, in in effect, because your name's already gonna you were you already have authorized all people in the trucking industry to check your drug results. Are you not getting that out of that? I haven't seen it where it says. Oh, I it just says drivers drivers re- register within the clearinghouse so that they can consent allowing carriers to query database for their records. Says Delenzo. Mm-hmm. Registration is slated to begin in October. He said it's required for any any driver looking for a new job in 2020 and later. There you go. Doesn't say any guy that failed a drug screen. It just said any driver looking for a new job. Up further, though, it says it just says a database of truck drivers who failed a or refused a drug or alcohol test takes effect. Correct. But and drivers. I don't know. I think they might not have worded it very well there, huh? I think you're right, but I'm pretty sure everybody has to register for that. You know what? I, I, I mean, it's just I, weird that they'll have every driver register. But what it is is it's it's almost to me what it sounds like it's it's going to now be the national. It's almost like a national driver consent is really what it is. That's exactly what it mm-hmm. sounds like to me. If you want to be a truck driver, you are now going to be off. What? Because what they said their goal is is to make the highway safer. Yeah, and you go, bottom line. You go back to this this truck driver uh, that just got taken off the road mm-hmm. because he didn't comply with the return to duty status, which means completing an SAP or a substance abuse program, and that has to be DOT authorized. By the way, mm-hmm. it can't be just Joe Farmer with a program in your town. Mm-hmm. And because I know trucking companies that have told me that driver, you know. Drivers have tried to go to these fly-by-night companies that offer this stuff. You got to make sure it's an actual DOT accredited accredited program. And so what happens is now, and this is really where they're getting everybody. All truckers are going to be in this database once you go to 
apply with a trucking company. It's almost going to be like you know how they have your 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 they they really cut back on the guy that lives in say Texas, but he he his license is in Florida. Okay, what they did they, what they did there was they took a they took all truckers and made them start registering physically walking into the DMV and re- and their their physical has has to actually match their M, their CDL. Mm-hmm. So that really cut back on guys that are living ten states away that never wanted to comply with changing their license. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's what they're doing here. They're actually taking a a national trucker base. And now making them basically when they say they're entering the clearinghouse, it's really what they're doing is having an open end release, a consent. That's right. a, that's all that is. Right. And now when you again, I'm just going to say it. I probably I'm repeating myself. But now when you go to when you go to switch companies, if you haven't registered, I believe the trucking company is now going to have some new thing they have to run. And if you aren't in there, they're going to tell you you got to go online and register. In the in the database or the drug and alcohol clearinghouse database, and you still will be required to check with their previous employers also for the next three years. It said. Well, it says here also. It said that um, if a driver, like if some, like say someone posted in you, a company posted on you a positive, you'd be notified, and then that it says. Only positive tests will be filed with the clearinghouse and no information will be available for negative tests, he said. But should any inaccurate information be uploaded to the clearinghouse, registered users will know and can file a data queue request to correct it. Yeah, see, and that's there you go. So it is for all truckers. Absolutely. Uh, so there you have it, drivers. Uh, October of 19, if you're changing jobs, which truckers change jobs like underwear, um, guess what? Y- you better start... Some change jobs more than underwear. Yeah. Wow. What are you saying? Right, Dan? That there's truckers that keep their underwear on for 30 days? No, because sometimes drivers change jobs less than 30 days. Okay. <laughs> no, so, all right. So, I think, actually, I think it's a good thing, to be honest with I you. I think it's good because the drivers, you know, what happens is, you know, how many times you hear of the driver that's getting a false um, thing and then also how many times did a company hold out and I'm gonna take it to that 30 days? Well, this alleviates that for that driver because the company that's gonna wait 30 days to report back to one. Yeah, now they it's they gonna can't. be in there. But right. here's the other thing that I read: after three years, okay, because the database is only gonna keep positive drug screens for three years. Mm-hmm. Okay, after three years. It doesn't sound like trucking companies are going to have to now um, send to the trucking company other trucking companies for the failed the dr- failed drug screens. And I'm sure there's loopholes. They were they were never supposed to, to begin with. The if if a driver failed a drug test that was over three years ago, legally that can't be reported. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm talking about after three years. When this when this three year period is up in in January 2023. A trucking company will have no longer need to send to all the past employers for the drug and alcohol results. Maybe the most recent they will because that might not be uploaded to the database yet. But other than that, uh, according to this clearinghouse, this the like say Trucker Joe worked for ABC Trucking six months ago. 
it's already going to be in the clearinghouse. Oh, I see what you you're see saying. What I'm saying? Kind of so, like the new way that they're doing the physicals right. that the drivers is supposed to be automatically uploaded to DOT. Okay, yep. now I see. Yeah, and, 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 and it actually makes sense. And if, if I'm being honest with you, um, you know, and, and some people may not like this, but if you're stoned and you're driving a tractor trailer, you're an idiot. I mean it. You're just a freaking idiot. And, and you know, I couldn't, you know, for example, the driver that was working for, uh, uh, what's, what's that company called up in Minnesota? Green, green, green tree. Green tree. Is that mm-hmm. what they call it? Green tree. Okay. Up there, the driver that was on 81 in Harrisburg that mm-hmm. killed all those people. Mm-hmm. He had, what did, what do you have? Seven margaritas or some crap? Yeah. Bunch shots, of beers. Shots and margaritas. And yeah. And when the truck, when the truck was rolled over and smashed into all, uh, all these cars and there was dead people all over the place. The cops could smell alcohol everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, if you got a problem, honestly, I get that you need to work, but it's only a matter of time till you're in prison. It's only um, when you get in 80,000 pounds and you turn the key and you go down the road and don't get me wrong. There's guys that are, I, I hung around with guys that used to drink and they could drive but eventually they wreck too. <laughs> and it's only... It all will come to a front. You know it is going to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually you're going to pass out when you have too much or you're going to get caught. It, your whole career is going to be ruined. But the worst part is you're going to be... You're, you're going to kill somebody or you're going to be in prison for a long... And there's guys that are doing life in prison for stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, it just it's just a matter of when... What wake-up call you're going to take responsibility for. Sometimes you get that wake-up call and it's just little nudges... But it should be enough to make you aware of it. Other times you're too oblivious to those little wake-up calls and you keep going. And the next thing you know, it's like you said, it's someone's, you, you killed someone or, you know, something happened like that. Like sometimes it could be something simple where you almost ran off the road or you almost did something minor, but it was supposed to be a wake-up call for you and you just didn't want to see it. And, and listen, guys, I'm going to tell you something. I'm saying this sincerely. I understand if you have an addiction, I understand how that works. I've worked with people like that. I've, it took me 30 years to quit smoking and, and I, I wouldn't want to be addicted to alcohol or drugs. I'm, I'm, I was blessed where I, I'm not, but I will tell you, I feel for these guys, Ruthann, that really are okay. And I know in their minds, they're thinking I got to work cause I got to make my money guys. I'm telling you, everybody that's in prison right now, or that lost their job forever. You know what they're saying? Mm. I should have just I should have just got off the road and and took a Burger King job and got into rehab and got myself clean because now I'm in prison or now I'm not allowed to ever r- drive a truck again. I'm on and I'm on welfare for the rest of my life or I'm a Walmart greeter. And that's a, exactly what every one of these guys say. As yeah. soon as it catches up to them and it all comes crashing down, they stop for a second. They go, you know, I could have just stopped driving my truck no matter how much because I lost it all. And my wife left me and the kids left me because I wasn't able to take care of them. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going to happen, guys. Stop today. If you're in, I, Ruth, do you know how many people get pulled over a year in a tractor trailer drunk mm-hmm. and high? It's crazy numbers. It's insane. Guys, and we know we got a lot of people listening. So I'm just here to tell you. Here's a good way to look at it is if you feel you need to have that, right? If you're, you're saying, oh, I need to have that drug because I need that high. If your body's already telling you you think you need that, 
nine out of 10 times is you're already at that high point then when you do take it. So there's no, oh, I can still function. If your body's telling you you need that to function properly in your eyes, that means that you're already at that high. Like you always hear a person that's addicted to what, heroin, they'll say, I need to take that high to feel normal. Exactly. And they keep getting more and more. Well, if you're taking that or doing that to feel, quote, normal, you're already high and not functioning normally. Do you remember that kid, Chris, we had on the show? Mm-hmm. And he was, he literally told us how him and his girlfriend were trucking across the country on heroin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's a kid that he said, well, I was clean for the first four months because he got his CDL. And he said, and then one day we got bored and started a little bit of cocaine. And the next thing you know, we were back on the heroin. And they were literally driving across the country, 18-wheeler, him and his old lady. And the last I heard, he was in and out of jail. She was in and out of jail. He's not driving a tractor trailer anymore. He's, he's ruined his whole career in that respect because he, when he left uh, his uh, a major company that he worked for, um, which was, I think, CR England, he ended up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and then failed a drug screen for a local company there, which put him out of commission because they reported it, and mm-hmm. it's now on his DAC, personal contact requested. So whenever this kid's DAC is ran, they're going to see a, a failed drug screen for the next three years. You know, this is how it works, guys, and this is how the industry is getting rid of you. And, and you know what? You're better off. And I'll say one more thing, Ruthann, about this. If you fail, the, if you don't wreck your vehicle and kill somebody, the other thing that's going to happen is you're going to get caught in a random. Or how many times have people pulled into the shop at their company and, and, the, and the shop mechanic crawled in to look at the mileage and he smelled stuff and he, and he reported it right away. Yeah, I, you they, know what I mean? They get caught or, or they get a random and they get caught. Well, once that happens... You're done too, because now you're going to be marked as a almost like a sex offender, like you said, Rita. And it's the sex offenders for drug addicts in the trucking industry. So either way, you're screwed. This is why you're better off going. You know what? I'm done today. I'm not getting back in the truck until I get clean, because it's you're you're headed for failure. Mm-hmm. And 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 you guys that and always the guy that thinks he can do things high. Mm-hmm. That's the. Trust me, if you're the guy out there that tells your friends, remember our one friend told us, oh, yeah, I, I take a little Viking and it's like baby aspirin. For you guys that think you can, quote, handle it, I promise you, you're the worst. You are, you're the dumbass that fails every time and you're the guy that eats crow. I promise you, it's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Get out of the truck today and call me even. I would be more than happy to help you find a place you know, to get clean. There is um, many people, we have a friend, well, it's just an associate that enjoys the same music that we do, and she um, has an alcohol problem, and she has been going, battling this now, I think she's now at four months, when we went to the St. Pete concert. So since then, so, but what she does is when she's having a really hard time, She'll, you know, they all usually post it on Facebook or something like that, but she'll start going and she'll have a ton of friends and trying to support her and, and, you know, keeping her going to get her past that, that time frame where she's getting really low, where she's really feeling like she's Jones and for a drink. And then she'll just like, you know, more than likely just listen to the music that helped clean her up over and over and over because 
of the way, you know, a lot of artists have had an issue at the, in their past to begin with. So they create songs and stuff about how they got through it. It's always out there. You just got to look. Yeah. I'll just say this one last thing. Um, the conversation that I've heard so many times from the guys that thought they knew it all and they could handle it was this. I should have listened to everybody, man. Oh, man, I really screwed up. Is there any way you can help me? It's, I'll do anything, man. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. Guess what, guys? That's the same guy that was, was bragging a year ago going, <laughs> hey, like freaking, this is nothing. It's like baby aspirin, mm -hmm. man. I can handle it, honey. This is be, be, Don't listen to those dumbasses. And that's all because you want the drug so bad that you're willing to lie for it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, guys... Uh, October 2019, early registration for, uh, boy, the mic's turned up too, dang it. Um, early registration for the drug and alcohol clearinghouse. It's for the, it's literally, you can go to us.gov or, or the, the, the government site, the dot.gov website. And, and this coming October register for it. Cause if you're quitting a job, you, it's mandatory now that you get in this pool and believe me, it's going to clear a lot of a lot of guys using drugs. And 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 the SAP program is not a hard program. It's the you know I mean of course it will be hard because you're going to be getting yourself clean, but it's not. It's you know you go in there. It's it's you're spending. Uh, they it's accredited hours that you're speaking to um, someone that can help tell you different ways to combat the addiction and. You just kind of sit there and you go through it and, and, and you do follow up. I think, what's it, like a three-month course? No, it's like three days. Okay, so it's a three-day. I got three it's right. It's like three days. It's, it's nothing. but And it is an easy course, but the, the hard part is if you're a guy that needs a SAP program, you 99.9% .9 of every trucking company in the United States is not even going to look at you. So you just went from a guy that everybody wanted to hire to a honestly – Trying to find a, a needle in a haystack job. I'm serious. But what I was pointing out is if you want to stay in, the, if you want to do it the way that they want you to by, you know, if you had that happen to you, you need to do that program or you will not be able to do anything else. That's right. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, you have two choices. Completely give it up. Do the SAP program. Find the needle in the haystack and go forward with your career. And then you, you're at least still in it. There you go, guys. So clearinghouse. Check it out this October. And that's the serious side of Talk CDL. Okay? That's a very serious conversation. You're out there around our children. You're out there around our grandchildren, our wives, our neighbors, people we love. In fact, people you love. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you like, how do you like, there's, there's people, literally, I'm ranting now, but there's truckers and, and other people that were coming home from the bar and killed their own kid. Okay, mm -hmm. how would you like to live with that one? You know, your own kid. So, guys, gals, get some help. Stop today. I don't really give one flying rat's ass about your bills. Honestly, I promise you, you're better off living in a tent for the next couple months, getting, your, getting yourself clean, and then coming back into the industry strong and able to work. And, and make sure you pray, too, because well, you're going to need it. Half your bills are being taken. You're, you're, you're creating a drug thing there, too. So you're spending money on that. So your bills aren't getting any better. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Move on. We're, we're beating a dead horse. You, you want to, Let's go back to that CVSA thing. You said you had other things. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Might as well finish it because everybody's going, okay, Troy, you should have left to finish that. <laughs> um, 
The other part that they're the the added language is to part two, item one, brake systems, brake drums, and rotors to clarify that there are cracks through the vents in rotors. A collapse of the rotor is imminent, and the truck should be placed OOS. The modification also adds a picture of cracks in the structure to support the brake brake rotor so if there's anything at all wrong with your brakes before they might have like oh it's cracking you need to get it fixed to now it's cracking you you're out of service till it's fixed okay um cargo securement tie downs defective table they changed that um drive line drive shaft universal joint anything uh broken bearing strap would have the same imminent hazard as a missing broken or loose retainer bolt so what they're doing is they're really breaking down harder on the safety issues before they at least to say, okay, well, this is just, this is getting worse or this is getting, this is going to happen. Now it's okay. It's there. You're going to now get out of service. So they have a full list of it, which I sent you already that you could put up on the site for them to go to the drivers can go to and see the complete listing of all the changes. And they can even get a copy of the handbook themselves. Yeah. I mean, and look, going back to the brake thing, I mean, do you know how many truckers, each year get into an accident and they say, Matt, my brakes gave out. Right. You know, and seriously, if getting more stringent with brakes, well, I mean, I don't want to be sitting at a red light and have a trucker, you know, come flying over me because his brakes went out, you know, and, uh, you know, he doesn't want to live with killing somebody and I don't want to live with being killed. If that even makes sense, I wouldn't be living. Right. Yeah. So yeah. The, another thing I guess um, I might want to mention is, before, when a driver would use a temporary seat um, for their driver's seat, a temporary one instead of a permanent one that was secured to the vehicle, I guess, they, you know, different things like that, they used to let that slide. Now you're completely out of service if they find it. They find what? A, okay. A missing driver's seat, part two. Drivers using a temporary seat rather than a permanent seat secured to the vehicle in a workmanlike manner was added to the criteria. Yeah, because a lot of truckers will take out the passenger seat. And so then when they have somebody over there that needs a ride or whatever the case is, um, they'll put like a chair in there or something. I, I mean, I, I is that what it sounds like to you? No, a missing driver's seat. Missing I, driver's seat? No. What yeah, happened, drives around with a missing driver's seat? Because they're putting a temporary seat in at the driver's seat. I guess if they're, like, say your air seat, mm -hmm. like something's wrong with that, and they take it out to get it fixed, so they put something temporary in there for you to drive. Right, but they but don't bolt it down? It's not bolted down properly. I, I, honestly, truly, I would... I have no oh, idea why uh, drivers would do that. Oh, My I, opinion is, uh, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there going, what the hell are they talking about? So, so there's people out there driving around with their seat just sitting there thinking that the seatbelt's going to stop them. That you're going for a ride if you hit something. That's crazy. I okay. Have no idea, but... This is a bizarre pod. It is a bizarre... It's a crazy it's, pod. It's a bizarre... Started off stupid. All right. Well, you know. It is what it is. All right. So, do you have anything else? Yeah. What do you got? The um, proposed hours of service reforms, the FMCSA and the DOT, what happened was is they were trying to get the hours of service changed. We all know that. The drivers were going in there and they were telling them, we need to have this reformed because we can't drive well, you know, it's it's the way the ELDs were. So they were already going through. They listened to the drivers. They already submitted it into the White House for having it updated. 
problem is, is some of them are already going out there and saying, oh, yeah, no, it's already the White House is already approving. No, the White House hasn't cleared it yet. No, they, they didn't even they didn't even say what the new hours of service are going to be. Did they? What, what's the proposal? Is there a proposal in there what it's going to be? Mm, on some of it, it is not on this one here that I have. It, it, let me put it to you this way. It's it, I don't care what the hours really turn out at. As long as you give the driver control of his own logs, now that it's all electronic, if they make it all satellite bound, it's it's all tagged. It's there is a mark on everything you do. You can't if you try to erase it or back it up, DOT still can do a search and pull it, even the stuff you erased. Trust me, I've been told this several times. So be careful, anybody out there that's in some of these uh, app-based electronic logs that are trying to reset things, you're going to get yourself in trouble. So, but anyways, Ruth Ann, if you give the trucker a little, what's funny is some guy I was reading the other day, they said, this is a really much needed um, thing, this new hours of service that they get through because of the truck parking, let alone. Okay. These guys are all starting their day in the morning and they're all having to end at the same time which has made the truck stops a cluster where at one time truckers came in and you know, they mean they'd stop here and they'd go. It was kind of all balanced out because everybody drove differently. Now it's kind of a, a cluster because of the ELDs. You got something. I see you're intensely reading over there. What's up? Well, the, the, uh, KO, the, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Chawa KO. However, she's the lady with the DOT. Anyways, she said that, you know, everybody at uh, last year's mats is where they listened to what the hours of service, what they wanted to change. She said that they listened, that they submitted them. If you go to different ones, basically they, they wanted the hours of service to suggest with a straight 14-hour rule. That was just one of them. So there was tons of changes made. They submitted them all to them, and they said in about two weeks or so, two weeks to a month is when they'll find out if the White House is going to clear them. So if you want to know all of them that were listened to, you might be able to backlog it back to Matt's, and then there's also some websites here that you can go on to that will give you what they were asking and what they were trying to change. I don't really care, honestly, what they're trying to change it to. If Trump's listening, here's what I would say, Don. Just give. It's, no, no, listen, I'm, I'm, I would just tell him, okay? And I, he's got to be listening. When you consider everything out there, whatever the hours of service you do like and that you're going to sign the presidential signature on, I would suggest, you know, Big Don, that you give the power back to the truckers. Okay, the, the problem with this is, is this, okay? When a truck driver types his name in and he now has 14 hours to complete 11, okay, he really doesn't have a lot of time for error in, in a day. Right. You know, five, six hundred miles he's got under his belt, traffic, all that stuff holds you up, weather, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, you're racing your own clock. You got to keep going. There is no, oh, I got, I got a two-hour uh a window here to kill. No, it doesn't work that way. A truck driver ends up having to push himself and then a, he's now fighting against sleep. Okay. When in times past 
when he was more in control of his life as a trucker, he could just say, all right, I'm going to pull in the next rest stop, go into the sleeper, and uh, sleep as long as I need, get up and go. Okay, and then the other thing, what's happening at the end of the day is, I'll say it again, the big cluster at the truck stops, wherefore trucking companies now have taken upon themselves to start uh, charging for parking spaces. And you know what I, do you want to know what I find honestly disturbing, Ruthann? What? I've seen on a, on a couple blogs, truckers saying, it's their business, they have a right, dumbasses. If it was me, I'd do the same thing. You know what? That's, that's an ignorant statement, okay? The working guy barely has enough to make it to begin with out there on the road, mm-hmm. all right? And now you got some truckers advocating for truck parking. It, it, you know, in all honesty, there shouldn't be a, okay, you're... you're uh, uh, going to pay for truck parking at these these places. Uh, honestly, truly, I don't believe in it. Hundred percent. I think it's ridiculous. A hundred thousand percent. A truck driver should have free truck parking. He's delivering your goods. I'll say it a million times. Each county should be have a dedica- dedicated designated area for the truckers to park. Truck stops should not be allowed to park in a public parking lot like that. And now it's not a private. Are they private? It's it's they're not even they're not even privately owned. They're chains. So it's almost like going to McDonald's. Oh, we got to pay two dollars to park in their parking lot now. That's I don't believe in that crap at all. Zero. Okay? No, because the truck driver is already paying for everything else in that truck stop. Well, he shouldn't have to pay for parking. Well, here's what I don't like about it. The trucking company's seen a way to get grabby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, look at them all racing to get here. Why don't we go ahead and designate so many spots and let them start paying for it? You know, this is a way we can start making money besides the $5 slice of pizza we sell. Oh, the truck stops. Yeah. The trucks, okay. Didn't I say truck stops? You said trucking companies. Oh, well, no. Yeah. That would suck if the trucking companies. <laughs> I'm like looking at you like, hey, what? I'm going to work, but I got to pay to park my company. No, no. Uh, truck stops. Truck stops. You know, they're the ones that took advantage of the truck drivers. You know, it's so funny, and you see, they know they can take advantage of truck drivers. You know why? Because they're needed. Well, because truck drivers can't really go anywhere else. Right. It's not like there's a million other places a trucker can go, because if we could, we would abandon truck stops in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I bet you 90% of truckers would say, go to hell to the truck stops, because of their grabbiness and their unfairness, to be honest with you. No, I agree. I think, you know, all these years we've gotten through driving a tractor trailer without having to pay for parking. And as the cities get more full, you can't take your tractor in certain areas because of the neighborhoods, so you have no choice but to park it somewhere else. Well, why now charge drivers to park their tractor to bring your goods to your at your spot? You hey, know what I mean? Those same guys that are advocating for it, if they had to go to McDonald's or Walmart and, and pay a, a little toll to get in, it, that those same guys would be crying like little babies. They wouldn't be going, it's their business. They got a right, you know. They got a right. They'd be out there picketing. So yeah, because, I mean, every, 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 it's not like the, if you look at these truck stops, they have so much space. Some of them are really not the greatest conditions. You know what I mean? Like as far as like their parking lot's concerned with the, with the macadam or the dirt or whatever they use for the, for the parking area. You know, there's no, it's not like they're taking that money that the drivers are paying for that parking spot now and actually making it a better condition. They're just pocketing it. 
I don't really care what they're doing with the money. All I'm saying is they shouldn't be able to get that money. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just making it put out there that yeah. all they're doing all right. is they're not they're not doing anything in, in, in return for using that money for anything good. They're not contributing it to... You always go to the weird part. You're, like, you always, like, your mind goes to, like, I'm sitting, I'm always sitting over here. You know how Roger Rabbit used to go? I'm sitting there, and my brain's going... What's she talking about? I'm babbling. You are babbling. So good that I just do it. <laughs> Am I a babbler? Why do you look mad? I'm not. Okay. You got anything else? Nope. Are you done? I'm done. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's get out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.